I'm between the same two. All right, and I know exactly do... I know exactly what two you're between. I know exactly what two you're the same, between. They're the same two that I'm between. Well, you want to say the same the ones we're between at the same time? Yeah, I'll start with the higher one and then lower one. And I'll do higher lower too. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, two one. one. Hey everyone, welcome to A Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. My name is Joe, and I am joined, as always, of course, by... Hi, everybody. I'm Jackie. And I guess this week we are doing another coffee roaster, which I feel is kind of appropriate because we're sort of uh, in back-to-school mode after the holidays, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I think that's very appropriate. <laughs> now that <laughs> we I need a lot of it. coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you're joining us uh, for the first time, welcome and thank you. If you're a returning listener, uh, appreciate it. Glad to have you back. And I guess we should just, uh, as always, briefly explain our grading rubric system for everyone. And before we go on, because I always forget to plug this at the beginning, but you can get extra content if you follow us on Instagram. Just search for A Grade Podcast or check us out on patreon.com slash agradepodcast. There should be a link in the episode description and you can sign up and get bonus content, including behind the scenes pictures, photos, all that good fun stuff. Um, maybe some pictures from this episode, which you may want to see because there may be some interesting bathroom photos, but I won't say more about that until we get to the part of the episode when we review the bathroom, but it is coming. So yeah, check us out on patreon.com slash agradepodcast for more of that and, and other bonus content, which is really cool, right? Yeah, my favorite new bonus content on Patreon is how we added to our different report cards. If you become a Patreon member, we have a column on our report card where it tells you maybe the best way to in, to engage at the different breweries or coffee shops, whether it's a place to hang with friends, a place to work, and kind of just, is it a takeout place? Just some recommendations of what we think would be the best way to experience this business. So if you're traveling or looking for a local place, this to me is a really big perk. And we're definitely going to expand on that as yeah. the episodes go on and as the year goes on. Yeah. And we have those uh, assessments for each place that we reviewed on the podcast. So quite a few places at this point and always growing every week right but yeah and in terms of the grading rubric itself that goes yes so for each place that we visit we grade on the following four categories atmosphere and ambiance service coffee or beer and finally food yep and we'll tally those scores up give our overall scores and then an overall podcast grade and i guess uh we can get started right yeah let's so do it so this location was um I always blank when I'm put on the spot to remember the name, which is really bad. Uh, Bean and Bean, right? Okay. I just want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> uh, Bean and Bean. Is it coffee or coffee roaster or just Bean and Bean? Bean and Bean coffee. If you look it up on Google Maps, though, it there's four different locations or five different locations. Oh, that's a good point. And it yeah. actually says on Google Maps, Bean and Bean Queens. That's the location that we went to. Oh, that's easy. Bean and Bean Queen. Yes. Okay. It rhymes. There's one in Chelsea. There's one in Manhattan. There's a couple of different locations and they're really easy to find on Google Maps. Yeah. We went to the one in Little Neck, yes. I think, which is technically Queens, I guess, because we were seeing New York City signs that said, no turn on red, forget about it get the heck out <laughs> uh yeah it was weird and the signs talk to you like that in a, in a new york accent yeah yeah it was very strange uh, get some coffee yeah I, I i thought the uh the psychedelic shop next door uh must have must have done <laughs> d been wafting or something i don't know but 
uh yeah so that was uh an interesting location i i feel like um it was so first of all in terms of finding this place i kind of just googled uh and this is something that we talk about that we do often to find places what's a good place to start unless somebody gives you a recommendation just type it into google maps and see what comes up so i usually search either craft brewery or coffee roaster depending upon which one we're looking for and this popped up as one of the obviously uh coffee roasters and I saw the several locations, and this one was closest to us. It was about an hour away with no traffic, luckily. We, we left early in the morning, which was nice. And from the pictures, that's usually kind of what I go on, just what pictures people upload on Google Maps or whatever. I don't like to look at Yelp reviews or anything along those lines. Um, I don't know how useful a lot of those are. A lot of times when even with the Google reviews that gives out of four stars or whatever, that's not usually even accurate to sometimes what our experiences are. So if something looks interesting in some way, and this place did, uh, I thought, yeah, we should check it out. And I wasn't sure. Yeah, Sometimes you go into a place I feel really expect having high expectations or not having any expectations at all. I kind of had mis- mixed expectations. I thought uh, there were some pretty cool things about the layout and just kind of their ethos and mission statement that stood out to me. But I know you noticed some of that as well, right? I was really excited about this coffee roaster because when you sent me the link to Bean and Bean, the first thing that I noticed super prominent on their website and on Google Maps was that it was run by two women. And it's a mother-daughter team that have opened these locations and are brewing the coffee. And as you know from my Fundati episode, I get really excited when I see women-led businesses. Um, We were kind of talking about it on, on the drive home. And I feel like there haven't been that many coffee roasters or breweries that we've been to that have been, you know, kind of openly women led. We don't know if maybe there are women owning the businesses behind the scenes, but this was really exciting to me that this was kind of part of their mission statement and part of their, you know, what we call a theme. And I was really excited about that. The other thing that you notice right away on their website is that their logo is a sloth. Yeah, I like that too. It was really cool. I went a little deeper into this and they tell you very clearly on the bags of beans and on their menu and on their website that they partner with the Sloth Institute, which is a organization that rescues sloths. So any purchase that you make there, part of that is being donated to this Sloth Institute. And there is a connection I learned between coffee production and the sloth habitat and they should exist together and sometimes when coffee is not ethically sourced or something like that it's destroying sloth populations so i kind of learned a lot there's more to this coffee shop than or coffee roaster than what meets the eye and i always get very excited about that and appreciate that background where i want to read more about the business i don't always get that incentive to read more and i did here yeah we were talking about that as well in the car how some places that we do initially look up it stands out to us just by virtue of the fact that it's a coffee roaster as opposed to just a coffee shop. So we know that they have a little bit more investment or involvement in sourcing the beans and roasting them, which is why we do coffee roasters and craft breweries, because it's at the production level. But some of them, again, we see, and that's enough for us to go to, but something stands out to kind of draw us in further. And everything that you just said was along those lines where I went to the web page as well because I was really interested in all of these elements, particularly how it was a, I believe, mother-daughter run yes. situation, which I thought was really cool too, uh, to have that sort of family uh, wholesome vibe to it as well. And same thing with the, the whole sloth 
uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea that that was uh, part of what was going on. And we say that as well at a lot of these places. If we can learn something and uh, sort of see that uh, extra layer of what they're doing and why they're doing what they're doing as a business, that's all the more impressive and that's all the more engaging and it's all the more reason to go to a place like that. So yeah, all of that stood out to me as well. I thought that was all really cool. And then I guess in terms of the actual location itself, we can start with with that or continue with that, the atmosphere and ambiance, our first grading category. Uh, do you want to start with atmosphere and ambiance in terms of when we actually got there, what, what your impressions were? Because I, uh, uh, well, I won't say more. Let's, sure. let's, let's see what you have to say first. So there's a couple of things that you notice when you get there. First of all, it is on a, you know, main-ish type road in Queens. So it is pretty busy, but parking was not an issue. They did have a parking lot, which is really great. And there was also street parking that was very easy and very available. When you actually walk into the coffee roaster, the first thing that you notice is the smell of the beans. Yeah, I think I mentioned that when we walked in. I yeah. said, ooh, that smells good. This might have been the only place that I can remember where I got that really vivid smell. And I don't know if maybe they have just roasted recently or something like that, but it smelled really good in there. Uh, the other thing that I noticed was that the space was very big and very open. There was nice high ceilings. There was so much seating. As far as seating, I know some people that listen to the podcast actually say to us all the time that they don't like sitting on stools. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I, the, I, you got to love a good chair back, right? A good chair back. And I thought this was cool because at this place, there were different kind of sections. There were some high tables with stools. There were some big tables. There were some two people tables. There was a laptop free zone. The no laptop zone. Which, which we could we talk about. We still haven't quite figured out, I feel like, but go on. Yeah. And there were some regular tables that were low that had cool, really bright lighting and that you could sit on a chair with a back. There was really loud music playing. Yeah. So loud that I actually noticed it and I never notice music, even though I always want to. So it's funny because I also thought it was playing loud, but I kind of was okay with it because I do like hearing music. I'm just so oblivious in my day-to-day trying to get through life that <laughs> I usually overlook it. But I don't know. It, it, uh, did, you, did you think it was too loud? I had that thought where I thought I was going to think that it was too loud. I didn't mind it. But it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, I thought there it was There was cool. one point where I was kind of drinking my coffee and just really getting into the music. It does limit maybe a little bit of conversation because it's loud, but it really didn't impact my experience at all. So I yeah. liked it. I think I would have yeah. preferred that than no music. And so what was the deal with the laptop free zone? It was kind of on a pillar by these, uh, I guess, two-person tables, and it just had... It was a sign that said laptop free zone or, or no laptop zone or something like that uh, because somebody else was on a laptop along the kind of windows. And I like the big windows, too, that let in a lot of natural light. Um, somebody was on their laptop there. So I don't know what was going on there. But we were talking about that, too, how a lot of businesses or small businesses, I've seen this at coffee shops, they don't necessarily, especially if they have limited seating, want people just buying a $3 cup of coffee and sitting all day taking up space. So... That may be a part of it. I have no idea here, but I, I, I don't know what was going on there. It just kind of stood out to me. I don't know what to make of that or even if it's worth mentioning, but I'd never seen a sign like that that said no laptop zone. So I don't know. It's kind of uh, counterintuitive a little. You would think a coffee shop 
or a coffee roaster, you normally see a lot of people working. And so it was interesting to see signs that said laptop free zone. Yeah, I don't know how my, much that's enforced either. Who's going around with the as laptop police? I don't know. My assumption was that it was just that one area that yeah. they're keeping that one area laptop that free. And then you that can you use it. your laptops everywhere else. So it didn't, yeah. again, it didn't impact my experience. But I did think it was interesting. And I would have liked to know a little more of the rationale behind that. Yeah. Um, anything else that you noticed in terms of atmosphere and ambiance? Some last thoughts was that yeah. it was really cool to see the roasting equipment yeah. and the bags of beans everywhere. Yeah. You don't see that very often in coffee roasters. And I love when you do. Um, I like to look around. I like to see the bags of beans. You can tell that the beans were very fresh. All the beans had roast dates on them. It looked like this was their main place where they do the roasting. Yeah. There was a desk in there and an office. It was separate. But when you walked to the bathroom, you could walk by the roasting equipment, which I liked. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool balance between kind of the production of roasting the beans and having the bags of beans and balancing that with comfortable space to sit and have customers and all that sort of thing. It kind of reminded me of almost like a a bigger version of Southdown. If you go back and listen to our Southdown uh, episode uh, that we reviewed, it was kind of like that where you had all this production equipment, but still kind of a very distinct area for, for customers. And it, it's nice, I think, at a coffee roaster. And, and same thing with a brewery when you see fermenters and other brewing equipment to be able to see the process or the, the, the equipment behind the process, but not feel like you're in a a factory or something like yeah. that. It's a really hard balance to define and to uh, maintain. And I thought that was pretty cool too. Yeah. I really like the open space. The only thing I would say is that I felt that South Down, which I gave a grade atmosphere and ambiance felt slightly more cozy. Oh, than I agree. Here. Oh, I think it was so, definitely cozier. Yeah. South Down had the fireplace going it had plants everywhere. The wall, art. the wall art. The lighting was a little bit dimmer in yeah. Southtown. Another place that comes to mind is a place we didn't even review on the podcast. Alex Coffee Roasters in Alex Coffee Roasters in where Brooklyn, where we just oh, stopped yeah. and got a cozy cup of coffee. The lights were that place dim. Was cozy. See, you're in winter cozy mode right I'm now. I'm <laughs> feeling more of the winter cozy mode where this coffee roasters felt a little bit more industrial a little bit less cozy, less friendly. There were no like couches. We've sometimes seen places mm, yeah. or you, there were some plants, but not everywhere. It was very bright. I'm feeling the cozy vibes right now when I go to a coffee roaster and that no wasn't necessarily what I got there. I liked the fact that they had outdoor seating too. It was kind of not really tenable today because it's raining. Well, it's January and it was rainy and kind of chilly. So like the fact that they have it, I think is really cool. And I could see that being a really cool uh, option in the summer, maybe, or just better weather. So I like that as well. But yeah, I, I kind of agree in general. I don't mind kind of the industrial vibe as long as it's sleek and clean and all of that. It's different than kind of the comfy coziness of the places that maybe you've mentioned. But I still did feel comfortable there. I felt like it was comfortable temperature. I would have been comfortable staying there for a while until the laptop lease came and arrested me. But uh, <laughs> that leads us to my last point of atmosphere and ambiance, which, of course, is this week's uh, rendition bathroom of corner. Bathroom Corner. We're back, baby, yes. with the Bathroom Corner. And I guess uh, I feel like you're going to say similar to what I felt about the bathroom and i hate saying this because i love a good bathroom but this was not 
really up to my standard for a bathroom, honestly. Um, I don't know how really to describe it. It kind of felt, I don't know, maybe it felt like a New York City bathroom, if that makes sense. In like a subway, though. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a New York City subway bathroom. It was just concrete Why floors, concrete prison walls. bathroom coming to mind? With like the, the metal <laughs> on the walls, right? Yes. There was no mirror. The mirror was outside of the bathroom. There was a big oh, really? full-length mirror oh, outside cool. of the bathroom. I will post pictures on the Patreon of the bathroom because <laughs> I did take a selfie of myself in the mirror as I was leaving, and I appreciate a good full-length mirror, but there was none in the actual bathroom. Yeah, it was it it, uh, it was not um, the best bathroom experience I've had. Mine was a know. little dirty. Was yours a little mine, dirty? Mine was a little dirty. Honestly. It was dirty. The sink was a little dirty. There was the floor. A, there was, was a, a fair amount dirty. of rust. There was a fair amount of. Uh, other things I'm not going to say. If you ever been to New York City, <laughs> picture a train station bathroom. It's what it kind of felt like. Yeah, it wasn't. What was the uh, award when we did the A Grady's uh, South Down one best bathroom? Yeah, and shout because out to Monica Brewing as well. Monica Brewing had a great bathroom, and South Down especially because uh, one best bathroom award because there was an absolutely stunning mural, uh, like <laughs> local uh, artists covering the entire wall <laughs> of this bathroom. And the reason why it won Best Bathroom was because you you said it made you emotional, it which did. I still think is an absurd thing to love about a bathroom. That, it was so beautiful. I stayed no, in the bathroom for longer. No, it to is to look at it. It 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 is stunning, and it's way better than the alternative. This one I couldn't nothing. wait to get out of. Yeah, it was, was not like, get me out of this bathroom. It, it was maybe a different type of emotional yes. experience. I don't know, but it was not. Uh, it was not anything to really or even i, I don't moniker. have much more to say about it honestly yeah even moniker that was runner up they had awesome art that was really yeah. funny and you yeah. spend the bathroom then becomes part of the experience where you're looking at fun art or you're looking at local art you get yeah. the, put your story up in the bathroom use that space yeah use that space yeah. That's why the bathroom corner is the most underrated part of the podcast, I think. Oh, I don't know if it's the most underrated. <laughs> In fact, I get plenty of comments yes. about bathroom corner, maybe more so than any other category. Yeah, people fast forward to the bathroom corner section. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, can we just skip to bookmarking uh, yeah. bathroom corner? But yeah, uh, so I think that pretty much sums it up, all my comments on atmosphere and ambiance. Of course, now I have to come up with a letter grade, which I don't know. that I feel like that's a lot to balance for me, and I'm already thinking that this is how I feel about a lot of these grading categories about this coffee roaster. But do you have any thoughts about your letter grade for this one? No, I think I know my letter grade. I'm between two, but I'm between two I, as well. I think I know. <sighs> what do I go with? What do I go with? What are, what are you thinking? I, I'm going to go with a B. A Interesting. very happy B. Interesting. And I almost went B plus because of the background of the coffee shop and the the sloth the connection to the sloth institute and the mother daughter team i wish they would have dived a little bit more into that maybe made it a little more visible around the building with some pictures or i wish the bathroom was a little cleaner and i wanted more local flavor a little more cozy vibe in there but overall i really liked my experience and i think a solid b i would give it for atmosphere and ambiance I, th I think that's really fair i was actually thinking very similar um i'm gonna go b minus okay just because <laughs> b minus for i would have liked a little bit more from the bathroom so i feel as if i mean there's a lot good there there's a lot that i really liked and really enjoyed but um i wasn't blown away by these things that we we mentioned that uh just were kind of they were fine right they were fine but there was a lot that Absolutely. was i would say was above average as well it was still a very comfortable space i think 
going there and sitting for a while, relaxing, you could still do that regardless of the fact that there's no couches or books or some of these other features that we've said we often see in like in coffee roasters. It was still a really enjoyable experience in terms of the atmosphere and ambiance. So I think, yeah, that sounds good to me overall. Yeah, I think those are really fair grades. Yeah. Now this leads us to service experience. So do you want me to start for service since you did atmosphere and ambiance? Yes. Okay. So I was thinking very hard in the car ride home about the service experience here because I can't think of, and I'm wondering if you feel the same way, a more uh, satisfactory, I can't say this word, satisfactorily, satisfactory, um, fine experience. It was perfectly fine. It wasn't like it was average. It was perfectly fine. Does that make yes. sense what I'm saying? Yes. And okay. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. It was everything that I expect at minimum for yes. a coffee roaster. Nothing really more, nothing really less. They were nice enough. Um, it wasn't a situation where we really talked to them much, the baristas. I asked for a couple of recommendations. And basically, uh, the I actually talked to both baristas at different points because I went up and I ordered a second coffee, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But the uh, first coffee I, I ordered, um, I asked for a recommendation and I asked about the one that I wound up getting, and he said, yeah, it's their most popular. It's really good, whatever. And then with the second one, he even admitted, because I was asking about the other pour-over options, uh, pour-overs, for those of you who don't know, it's just a fancy version of drip coffee, basically. Um, and he admitted, he said, I'm not really a single-origin pour-over guy. <laughs> he said, I go with the latte, which I actually really appreciate. I I appreciate honesty as opposed to somebody saying like oh you really want to try that one and they've never actually tried it or they don't actually like it so i really did appreciate that but again it wasn't like some of these other roasters that we've been to where you go and you talk to the baristas you get to know them they have a lot to say about the beans uh themselves they have a lot to say about uh whatever else uh we we often get with some of these uh, baristas or roasters themselves so I felt as if it was just fine. Uh, you know, I like to stand at the pour-over bar if they have one, and they did. They had four brewing vessels to do pour-over coffees. And when you have that, that's so much more of an option to be able to talk to them. And I didn't feel that at all. And in fact, he said, oh, I'll call you over when it's done, which is fine. Uh, that's that's fine, but that's what it, w- what it was, and that's basically what it is. So I don't know if you have other thoughts, but... I think you summarized our experience really well. It was fine. They were nice. It it was a totally fine experience, but there wasn't that extra level of engagement that moves me up into an A grade category, right? Um, I actually had the thought where I, we don't get this a lot, but I love the experiences when the owners are there. And I know that that's not feasible for a bigger business where they have multiple locations and they're not always going to be there. But this was a place where I really wish that the owners were there. Mm. And if they listen to this podcast, I'd love to have a conversation and hear more from the owners. And that all just kind of summarizes my ideas on service. Yeah. And I I mean, in some ways, I feel as if uh, I, I feel like I'm ready to give a letter grader. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I wish there was more to really talk about. But honestly, uh, the, the only other thing that stood out to me was that they were definitely, uh, I appreciated, they seemed very clean. They seemed very orderly. They would put on gloves to do things, which was super nice, especially these days 
being very health conscious. Uh, and I mean, it is a cliche, but it is true. It's so hard to find good help uh, and find people who aren't texting on their phones while they're making coffee. And they weren't doing those things. They weren't texting. And we've been to places where that then gets to be an unsatisfactory experience to me when I have questions and you're texting on your phone. So I didn't get that vibe at all. So I'm going to go C plus for service. I thought it was uh, at least satisfactory. Um, Again, I would have liked a little bit more engagement, but that's, that's us. Uh, That's, that's mean, you don't always get it. Uh, Different people, different days, uh, whatever. It might be very different, but C is good. C is, is satisfactory. I mean, it, it means it met all of my expectations. So I really, uh, am glad for those reasons, I think, right? I agree completely. I also gave a C plus. Oh, wow. This is the most exciting episode ever. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. (laughs) The haters are going to hate. What can you do? That's fine. We're as we refine the process a little bit more, our grades kind of do come to something similar, even if we're coming at things from different angles, which I think is also really cool. Yeah, that's the nature of the fact that um, we're noticing the same things, (laughs) perhaps, right? Right. Yeah. But I, I think that's, with everything said, that's actually a really good score. I agree. It, I know sometimes it doesn't sound that way, but it's just sort of based upon our experiences and expectations. It's a, a good grade, in my opinion, for those reasons. I agree. Yeah. And that leads us to coffee, which, do you want to start for coffee? Sure. I'll start with coffee. Yeah, and then you, you start, start with, with coffee. Food. Yeah. Um, I ordered a honey latte. So they did have options. They didn't have artificial sweeteners like I was you know, struggling with last week. And coming off my latte last week, I was so happy when I had this latte. I had a honey latte that I thought was delicious. It was a balanced, the amount of honey, espresso, and oat milk was great. He made a really, really good latte, the barista. I really enjoyed it. I finished it from start to finish. I was impressed with my latte. I thought it was great. As far as your pour overs, I'll let you talk a little bit more about them. But I also thought they were great. I thought each one was delicious. We had maybe the most unique pour over we've ever had. And I can't wait to hear you talk about it. I loved the coffee here. It was my favorite part of the experience. Oh, I hated it. (gasps) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Walnuts. (laughs) I I just wanted you to... uh, um, Well, now you have to explain what walnuts is. That's my code word for when Joe in his writer brain is making something up. When I say walnut, he has to basically say if he's telling me the truth or not. That's my code word. That's true. And if you subscribe on Patreon, we'll tell you the origin of the walnut story. Oh, yes, we will. We will add the origin of the walnut story. It's I'll actually a, se- a pretty good actually, story. I, I can do that. I can add a secret document <laughs> that has the origin of the walnut story. Let's so, do it. Yeah. We'll keep on up in those Patreon. For $3, $3 a month, you can find out why I say walnut randomly on the podcast. We're, now we're going to keep saying it. <laughs> But anyways, uh, there was no walnut coffee. Um, but I actually 100% agree. I thought the coffee was by far the best part of the experience, which I think ultimately is what matters most at a coffee roaster. And uh, we talk about this a lot, but for me, it comes down to the coffee. And I thought the coffee was really, really good. Uh, some of it was great, I thought. The first pour over I got was the Hawaiian Kona soup uh, extra Extra fancy fancy, extra fancy which i had never heard of uh it's funny we were talking about how the last uh the uh, one of the last books we read was a coffee book uh the world atlas of coffee by james hoffman and he mentioned hawaiian coffee hawaiian origin coffee which i had never had before i've never even seen before and i assume that's what this was 
again, I didn't really get to talk much more <laughs> to the baristas about it as as we mentioned, but that's as per the description, seemingly what it was. And I agree, it was one of the more unique pour overs I've ever had. And it was a really great pour over too. I couldn't quite put my tongue on exactly what the flavor profile was, but I kept saying that there was something almost floral about it to me. And whenever you get that extra essence, whether it's a, a malty chocolate, chocolatiness or a, a, a bright fruitiness like a blueberry or kind of a, an, an herbalness or a floralness, these are profiles that you often get by doing a fresh pour over method. And I 100% got that with that pour over. I would say on the pour over scale, uh, which I ha it, it's a slightly different scale than my normal coffee scale. I would say that was like an A minus pour over. It was a pretty fantastic pour over. Um, and then the second pour over I got, I didn't love as much, but I still thought it was a really good pour over. I would even say that was like a B, B plus pour over. And again, that means that it's way better than any just regular drip coffee you're ever going to have. So that's pretty high praise, honestly. And I thought your latte was pretty great, too. Uh, I should say the second one I got, I think the second pour over I got, I believe, was a Colombian uh, Guatemala, Guatemalan geisha something yes. or other. Right. Uh, so that was a, a little uh, maybe maltier. I don't I don't know how else to describe that one. But the Hawaiian was way less bitter than the Guatemala. Almost no bitterness and with the Hawaiian one. Yeah. It's maybe the first pour over or coffee that I've had that was not bitter. It almost mm -hmm. tasted like you were drinking tea or something. Yep. And it, it actually reminded me of a little bit of Trax Coffee Roasters in Beacon, New York, where you get... Which one best coffee? Which one best coffee? So you get the flavor without the uh, the bitterness sometimes. I mean, you can have bitterness and still have flavor. There's all sorts of different balances of profiles, but the Hawaiian one definitely stood out for that reason to me. I don't know if we've seen a Hawaiian roast I since we've started the podcast. I've never seen one. And I loved the Hawaiian roast. It was great. Yeah. I thought that was an A-grade flavor it was fantastic yeah. I, I loved it and yeah. they also had on the menu just as a side note they had about six pour over options which i thought was great yeah and they were sold out unfortunately but they also had jamaica blue mountain coffee which we yeah. have not seen and yeah. unfortunately they were sold out but in my mind all of these options and the specific roast states on the bags of beans and the fact that it was traceable down to the farm when possible, all of these ma things made me think that these women who run this business, they know their coffee. Oh, yeah. 100%. They know their beans yeah. and they are getting unique flavors. I've never had in a Hawaiian coffee before. Yeah, it was great to and see. And I've never seen a Jamaica coffee on the menu. We actually did even buy a bag of beans mm -hmm. and I was really impressed with the coffee. Really, really impressed. Good job. Yeah. Uh, bean and bean. And I, I don't know if I mentioned, but you're... Uh, latte as well i thought it was pretty great um uh, you know it was really well balanced you could taste all the elements it was it was a really solid latte i thought and this is why i also am outraged when a place only has artificial sweeteners because you can make <laughs> i know this is crazy but i for even people that like an artificial sweetener like a pump sweetener yeah there are options to get that sweetness that is so natural and so clean and does not take away from the taste of the coffee. When you put in honey or put in maple syrup, I really think it's an underrated way to drink a latte because you're getting the sweetness. You don't need fake sugar yeah. in a coffee. I think it ruins a coffee. Oh, yeah. And it, and it turns a coffee into a milkshake or... Yeah, fr Franken drink. <laughs> yeah, or you're having something fake when yeah. there's like real beans and real natural sweeteners that are yep. out there that can speak to themselves. Look, now I'm getting 
I'm getting heated. Well, you're, but but, you're but right, I feel yeah. like this should be done. It does not. It's probably cheaper to have honey than it is to have artificial sweeteners and you're yeah. getting a way better product and if you're a coffee roaster you you go, I, I don't know i i feel like you you're covering up your coffee or something if you're using artificial sweeteners i just feel very strongly about this as i learn more and more about coffee and i think that people that don't like coffee would drink coffee if they had that natural sweetener instead well the irony is that if you are a coffee roaster you should be featuring the best of the beans that like you don't want to hide you don't want to mask the the flavor of the beans and in fact i don't know the origin of how uh lattes got started necessarily but it is true that there are places or coffee shops for example that if they don't have great beans or super fresh beans whatever the case is you can mask that with lots of milk lots of sugar lots of artificial sweeteners because you don't want to taste the caffeine you just want to get the caffeine right and that's obviously if you are taking the the time and effort to put into roasting great beans you want that more as a balance you want to be able to taste the actual um flavor of, of the beans themselves and here i i think we got that right definitely with the latte which is always great to to taste because again it's you're right it's crazy when we go to a roaster and and we get the opposite. Well, right? I mean, and this is why also you could go to Starbucks and pay an extra $2 and get maple syrup. They have locally sourced maple syrup in Starbucks. So, you know, if you're not meeting the the Starbucks standard, you know, I, I know Starbucks is not, you know, a coffee, like a small town coffee roaster like we normally go to, but you have to be better than Starbucks. And this was way better than Starbucks, in my opinion, oh, yeah. I agree. where I, d- I have not felt that at every roaster that we've gone to. Yeah. Well, it's not always there right? at every roaster. That we so go that's to. kind of like my yeah. benchmark. Okay. So I, I loved the coffee. I was so impressed. Good job. So how are you feeling about overall coffee grade? You know, I was going to go with an A minus, but is there anything that you would think that would have made it even better besides maybe a little more interactive service experience? Does that go into... That's a tough one. Yeah. That's why I was thinking of locking in an A minus because I would have liked a little more of the service experience, but I don't know if that's being fair. Like, should I give the coffee an A? A minus. I'm going to go with A minus because I think the service experience with the coffee and, and talking about the coffee is what would bring coffee to an a service kind of melds into every category right yeah i i agree a hundred percent haters <laughs> uh i'm gonna go a minus as well for, for those exact reasons i mean i feel as if the pour overs i had were were great um uh, again have i had better pour overs uh the first one was up there again i said it was an a minus because it maybe it was just so different um but it was fantastic and the second one was still really great but I don't know if I would say it's a solid A. It's the best I, I've I've had out there. It's still really good. I mean, like you were saying with the service, maybe the difference is they're pulling the pre-weighed beans out of those little uh, cans. We see that sometimes where uh, it, it's kind of a way to speed along the process of doing a pour over because it takes so long. So they'll have pre-measured beans in these little pods and then they take them out, grind them, do the pour over, that sort of thing. So I don't know how much that influences my grade, but I feel comfortable with A minus for for all the reasons that we said, which is still outstanding. I mean, <laughs> that's one of our higher coffee grades. We don't yeah. give out A's even an A minus very lightly, and no. I think that Hawaiian coffee I would say was one of my favorite pour pour overs we've had since we started the podcast. Yeah. I thought it was great, and it definitely deserves that A range. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, if you 
compare it to a lot of the other places we've been to, especially the A grade range places, it's definitely trending up there for sure. Yeah, I think if you want a fantastic coffee and something a little different, this is a place to go to for sure. A hundred percent, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that leaves us with food. Food. You want me to start? Yeah, you start with food. Oh boy. So the first thing I noticed with food was that they, and I was actually very excited because uh, I did sneak a peek online and noticed that they had basically a full menu. And when, when I say full menu, I mean, they had sandwiches, they had pastries, they kind of run the gauntlet or gamut, whatever you say, um, with options, which is really cool. And they did have a bunch of pastries. They had some gluten-free ones, I think, or vegan ones, uh, and then just some some other ones. So there were definitely options. But what stood out to me was the monkey bread. And if you haven't had monkey bread, you should definitely Google a recipe and make it sometime because it's fantastic. And I was talking to the barista about how excited I was that I saw that they had monkey bread. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so... Um, I had to get it. I had to try it because, I, like I said, I grew up eating monkey bread. We would have it on family morning holidays and that sort of thing. And if you've had monkey bread or you're going to try monkey bread now because I'm recommending it, it's supposed to be kind of crispy on the outside. Uh, it, it, it You cover it in basically like butter and cinnamon and you bake it. They're these little dough balls basically that you bake uh, together. And it's comes out like syrupy and warm and like gooey on the inside and crispy and crunchy on the outside. It's such a good, I don't know, kid morning snack um, that I was super hyped. And uh, he asked if I wanted to heat it up and I got to heat it up. But the monkey bread itself, uh, I don't know how to say this the right way, honestly, but it, Just ta- say it. it tasted a little stale. I don't know if it was from the previous day. I don't want to say that, that like they're serving stale food because I don't know if that's the case, but I'm just telling you what it tasted like to me. And it definitely didn't taste. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, like I don't expect it to come fresh out of the oven necessarily, but that would be a grade monkey bread to me. <laughs> yeah, we have had some really fresh. Hey, I've been to, co- I've been to coffee pastries. roasters where stuff is coming out of the oven. So I'm grading it based on that. Like that is something that I have experienced and that that is a great to me or it's it's heated up or it's made super fresh. I just didn't get that vibe from that. Um, having said that, we also ordered the avocado toast and I thought it was actually pretty fantastic avocado toast. They did. Um, they had these big half tomatoes on it, which uh, they were like the largest cherry tomatoes I think I've ever seen, which were really good. They were really fresh. Everything tasted pretty fresh. Um, really good multigrain bread. That was actually toasted. That was actually toasted, which is not something that every coffee roaster does when they serve avocado toast. They, sometimes they just give you a slice of bread, which is outrageous to me. And something that we've <laughs> never seen before, I think, which was a sprinkle of, I believe, feta, feta. you said. Feta, feta cheese. cheese, which actually paired really well. So and I'm well. not a huge feta cheese guy, but I actually really liked it. So um, I'm kind of confused on my overall food grade because there were great options. And they had sandwiches, too. You could get smoked salmon sandwiches and... Uh, turkey clubs and a few other things but pretty broad range of options there but i don't know what you think they also i agree with everything that you said some other outlier things they also had some really cool options for vegan protein bars homemade granola bars Mm -hmm. that looked really good and 
I'm glad we got the avocado toast because maybe the monkey bread was just the wrong thing to order at that point in time. Yeah, but you can't put monkey bread in front of me and not expect me (laughs) to order it with outrageous (laughs) expectations. That's outrageous. Right? We do have really high expectations. And I think the more places we go where we have these A-grade level experiences, the higher our expectations are going to be. But also, I thought the avocado toast was really good. Yeah, I really liked it. I did take... A bite of the monkey bread, but only one small bite. So am I wrong in my assessment of the monkey bread or am I right? I have this idea where I don't mind eating something high calorie, but it really needs to be worth it. Yeah. I'll eat something unhealthy, but I really want those calories to, you know, to really do it for me. Mm. And the monkey bread was not worth a second bite. I ate most of it. <laughs> I, still I knew ate that most it was it. probably good when it first came out of the oven, right? Yeah, probably. There was good flavor there. But how does that help me? But the avocado toast. I'm going was into what, my New York accent. What's shown? Now. Oh yeah, just like the signs. How does that help me? How does that help me? No right on red and don't eat the monkey bread. <laughs> <laughs> now get the hell out of here. No, they didn't say that. Yes. <laughs> so I think with all of that being said, taking the the good and the bad, I'm gonna land at a solid B minus for food. God dang it. That's exactly what I was going to say. How did you do that? I'm not even kidding. I was thinking B minus. B minus, really? Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. I quit the podcast. It's over. Sorry, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Our brother hates it when we agree. The arbiter. The uh, arbiter. He, he's not a fan when we agree. But <laughs> well, that's because he doesn't have a job when we agree. That's true. He can't, <laughs> he can't, he can't resolve disputes, right? He can't resolve disputes when, when we agree. Yeah, he's going to be furious at this one. But I think that's, I think that's fair. It's, it's, and that's still a good grade. I mean, we go to places where there's no food. So it's like, okay, F for no food. That's, that's it. There's yeah, no that's option. where I, that's, you know me, or where so. there's pirate booty at a coffee shop. I will forever bring that up. Yeah, I mean, you can find pirate's booty at coffee shops sometimes. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It, it, you might go to a coffee roaster and they just have chips or something and that's, below satisfactory then so this is definitely above that right um and i I would say that kind of uh starts to tie into my overall thoughts but let's tally up our our grades i guess first right so for atmosphere and ambiance joe gave a b minus i gave a b for service joe gave a c plus i gave a c plus for coffee joe gave an a minus i gave an a minus for food we both gave a b minus so we pretty much have absolutely agreeing grades here uh, coffee was the highest, and then everything else was in the solid kind of B range. I think I know my overall grade. I think I'm... What did I get for atmosphere and ambiance again? B minus. Okay. I'm between two. I'm between the same two, because obviously we're telepathic now. All right, and I know, exactly, do... I know exactly what two you're between. I know exactly what two you're the same, between. They're the same two that I'm between. Well, you want to say the, same, the ones we're between at the same time? Yeah, I'll start with the higher one and then lower one. And I'll do higher, lower too. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, two one. one. B, B plus B. B. Yeah, B plus B. <laughs> You're like B minus. I was going to say B minus, but I don't know why, <laughs> because I meant B. You're the, we're in the B range. This is a... Yeah, we're in the B range. So we have to decide now. <laughs> I'm going to go with a B. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going okay. with B. Okay, I'm going to go with a B. B for beans and beans. <laughs> delicious beans yeah great beans yeah really good beans but uh, again we're weighing all of the factors that we talked about overall and there's a lot there to factor my assessment or or overall consensus is sort of that if you want really good coffee uh even some great coffee as we said 
and a place to maybe hang out for a bit, uh, do some reading, chill with some friends. There's definitely space and room for that. Um, and I think it's a good reason to go there for those reasons, especially too. we talk about this as well. Some coffee places, they're really just takeout places, uh, coffee roasters. Some of them are really just takeout places or they don't have food options. So you really got to go with the mindset that if you just want coffee, that's maybe the place, but this, you can get a sandwich to go. You can get, uh, some, some pastries, you have those food options. So it's a great place maybe to stop by for breakfast essentially, or lunch even because of those sandwich options. So I think overall, it's a really, uh, good experience for those reasons. I'm very happy that we went there for sure. And I would definitely recommend basically anybody, if you're looking for great coffee, uh, check it out. I, I would I would even say uh, go out of your way to maybe check out some of the other locations because I would be curious to know what those are like as well. So I would recommend it pretty much to everyone. Yeah, I agree completely. I think it's worth it to check out every single one of the locations. I think if we're ever in Manhattan, we will check out a different location. Um, maybe there's different vibes in those or something like that. Another recommendation I would give is this isn't a great spot if you live on Long Island. I know all of our listeners don't live on Long Island, but I would recommend that you stop here on your way driving into the city or driving upstate or mm. driving off of Long Island. Yeah, it's that's a great point. Right off the Long Island Expressway. Um, again, for our Long Island listeners, it's right off the Long Island Expressway and about a minute off the road, you could stop, grab some really good food, really good coffee, get back on the road and head upstate, head wherever you're driving head down south it's a a a really good hub if you live on long island and you're commuting somewhere or traveling somewhere stop here instead of stopping at a starbucks or a duncan stop at bean and bean uh donate to those slots and support this (laughs) awesome woman-led business yeah you heard it here folks you heard it here give it a stop um highly recommend solid b really good grade really excited yeah b for beans b for beans and beans uh beans overall I was trying to think of B for help the sloths, but there's no bees in that. Well, just help the sloths. <laughs> sloths need no slogans. Yes. They just need, need your support. And Hawaiian and Jamaican coffee. Like, yeah, so th- unique. It was, it was cool. So yeah. unique. I'm, I'm glad. I'm Like I said, I'm really glad we uh, checked that, that place out. I'm all in. Highly recommend. Cool. Well, uh, that just about wraps it up. So thank you for joining us on this week's grading adventure as we head back, unfortunately, into the school year 2022. Uh, we're, we're getting back into it, and which is why we're crushing coffee roasters early on. But we'll be back next week. Uh, I'm not sure what we'll do next week. Uh, eventually, of course, we'll be doing uh, some craft breweries. We have an extensive and continually uh, expansive list. There's even places that are uh, commenting on some of our posts now. There was a, a brewery that we want to check out in particular that... that said when are you when are we up <laughs> for the review for a review which and is, that's enough to get us yeah it's kind of there really exciting. it's high yeah. on our list now yeah for sure so uh, if you are a business listening uh definitely uh harass and stalk us we we would love it for sure we're all in we're all in to to help help review what uh the good stuff out there and there's lots of it so yeah and again like we said at the beginning of these episode we're really trying to get some you know patreon support this year to help us afford to do all of this visiting of breweries and coffee roasters for three dollars a month you can get some really awesome bonuses such as pictures our report card with recommendations of how to enjoy a place 
and a very secret document of the story behind the walnut. That's a great idea. I can't wait to uh, drink more coffee and write that. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, head on over to patreon.com slash a great podcast and save the sloths in part. <laughs> yes, because we will be back at Bean and Bean. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I definitely want to check out their other locations, like we said, but um, yeah. Side I, note, um, I, I don't mean to make light of Bean and Bean, but I don't know if anybody out there has ever watched Portlandia, but something about Bean and Bean, a woman-led coffee shop, reminds me of Woman First, Woman and Woman First bookstore. Oh, in, I did um, see that. Portlandia. That episode, yeah. There's something about it that I kept thinking of that with the repetition of the title. And I mean, that's a good, I, I love Portlandia. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So. Well, and like you said, it's good to see a business like Bean and Bean uh, with their background and their kind of ethos and, and state of mind uh, have these multiple locations and seeming uh, hopefully to be doing well. So if at all we can help with that, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess that's everything. I think that's it. Yeah. As we said. Thanks sa- for following along, everybody. Yeah. Thank you as always. And uh, join us next week. Like we said, subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We'll have a new episode Monday morning, 7 a.m. And uh, until next time, stay safe out there. Be well, drink well, and hope to see you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.